Welcome to the show. Paul George here. Great to be with you on the show with Adam Conk. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Easter. Yeah, you were going crazy with that fader, man. It was nice. Like, you didn't Thanks. even know what you were doing. You're so excited. I'm so excited. So this is our first show, Adam, uh, since Easter. You know, we did a lot of shows. We were in Lenten season. Took a little time off over the break with our families. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Just love Holy Week. Easter Triduum, Easter Sunday. How was it? It is a time to kind of um, rest, take time off. Here in Louisiana, kids have a, off of school the week after Easter. Mm-hmm. So you really get, you know, Good Friday all the way. You know, you get a good 11 days. Yeah. Now, I don't have to, I don't take off all those days. No. Um, so I was in Austin, Texas for a trip. Uh, but How'd then took some time off with my family before that. Yeah. Austin's a beautiful town, man. We're really yeah. Bryan, Texas, which is outside of College Station, Texas, which is outside of, around Austin. It's just so funny to me, a city with like a person's name. Brian. Austin? No, and Austin, you're right. Yeah. Bryan and Austin. What if it was College Station? That's not a person's name. But what if it was a name? Let's do it. Name your next kid that. <laughs> assuming. <laughs> assuming I'm going to have a next kid. Anyway, oh, so we are easy. Do you have any... Um, I don't know, fun or interesting or weird Easter traditions? Like Easter Day or like leading up to it? Either. Easter Day. No, honestly. I think it's all run-of-the-mill American Easter stuff. Easter egg hunts. Boring. Huge chocolate bunnies. Boring. Uh, eating till you vomit. Boring. <laughs> I pretty much enjoyed it, but... You, what about, boring. I guess we are pretty boring. At so Easter. I grew up in a small town in Louisiana, and the tradition was really everyone in the town gathered at the courthouse and You're kidding and me. knocked Easter eggs. They had a competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we call it pocket, but uh, it's knocking eggs and they crack. But it was so big that they had the competition at the courthouse. You're kidding me. Yeah, people would would literally. I'm not joking with you. Raise certain types of chickens to have certain types of eggs so they could win. The competition. Hashtag commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You got to go all in if you're going to, I mean, seriously. No, the closest thing that we have is uh, we'll do a raw egg toss. Have you done this? Yes. Boring. And my brother, <laughs> my brother, he has a little tradition where me and him, we usually win. Right. But on the winning throw, he just throws it right in my face. Like once we've won, he just throws it right at me. And then you try to like dodge it. And Have I do dodge it because it's it? not that hard. No, because it's not that hard. I mean, it's an egg, and we're 30 feet apart by this point. Right. So so we knock eggs, and sometimes I'll die a raw egg, and when we knock, I'll smash it into someone's hand. Nice. But that's very immature. <laughs> but it's the time for that. It's the, it's time, the for time for immaturity. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of immaturity, uh, have you seen this? Try again. Yeah, we can try that again. What did you say? That is so interesting. Oh, for real though? Yeah, I'm for real. So speaking of traditions, there's weird traditions around the world when it comes to Easter. Really? Yeah, just crazy stuff that people do. Um, so in Cyprus, you know, they make all the teenage kids in town get all this, like actually go around and pick up all the scrap wood all day long and they make a big bonfire. <laughs> All the teenagers? Yeah. Like the older <laughs> kids who refuse to do Easter egg hunts. Yeah. So you're not there yet. But eventually you're gonna have your kids are gonna look at you and be like, I'm not doing that. And then what you say to them is, Well, you go through the 
you go, go walk the, the streets and pick up old wood and come back and we're going to have a bonfire. Light it up. That's what they do. I think that's brilliant, I think especially that's for people with teenage kids. You're like, oh, you don't want to do this? All right, you're going to do mm-hmm. that then. Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so in Florence, Italy, they, they do this old tradition uh, where they um, – where they smoke up the city with this, with this like big. It looks it looks like um, like a holy sepulchre. Hmm. Uh, it's it's like a big incenser, and uh, it's called a Goldberg machine. It needs some epic origin story, and they fill it with flint from Christ's supposed burial place. Hmm. Yeah, and so it's like this huge smoke. Like you can you can hardly see the streets. Wow, that's pretty cool. Like if we did that in my hometown downtown, it would cause a stir. Yeah, well, we we have this here. It's called a uh, mosquito, mosquito truck. truck. <laughs> I don't know if people know that, but here in Louisiana, during the week, a mosquito truck will pass down your street and mm. literally blow. It's blowing the mosquito repellent smoke to get the mosquitoes away. Yeah. And you can hear that truck coming down the road because it's got this little motor in the back of it. It's like, and you're like, there's a mosquito truck. It's like most people hear the ice cream truck, <laughs> this nice music. We have the mosquito truck. I'm sure all you of You know our, what I'm talking oh about. Oh, yeah. I'm sure all of our, our friends that are and here's here, here is the thing. Freaking out about this. Is I am not sure it works. Well. Because there's still mosquitoes all over. Let's just say all if, it, over. if it does work, I don't want to see what it's like when we don't have mosquitoes. If it works, if it's cutting the population in half, I do not want to see the full-fledged mosquito population. Of, yeah. So uh, keep those trucks coming. Mosquito apocalypse. <laughs> Dude, it happens, man. It's bad. I mean, sometimes we have mosquitoes that are so big, I mean, you can ride them. Yeah, or barbecue them. Barbecue them. I like those mosquito <laughs> ribs. Some wings. Yeah. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> Literally, we are we are out of control. I love Easter. This is my favorite season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and here's what it is. I mean, all about Lent, and liturgical seasons, and Advent. But Easter for me, maybe it's maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a personality thing. It it is a cause for me to rejoice. Springs here, you know. Christ is risen. It's like let's leave the past behind. Let's start a new life. Let's begin a new year. Uh, and, and I know we begin a new liturgical year at Advent, but for me, a spiritual year for me starts at Easter because mm. you have death in Lent and you have new life in Easter. Well, Happy New Year, man. Yeah. And no, it, yeah. when I first got on Twitter, my very first tweet, which I didn't know how to, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not the best at it, but uh, my first tweet was around Easter many years ago. And the only thing that was on my heart, it was, it just leave it in the tomb, like and that and that's the image for me, honestly. It, in Easter, coming out of Lent, is whatever you have, just leave it in the tomb because Christ left it there, and begin a new life, a new life in Christ. You know, allow His resurrection to really move in in you and through you to begin it to begin a new life. Well, I think Easter defines who we are. You know. Pope St. John Paul II said we are an Easter people, right? And Alleluia is our song. And I'm always reminded, you know, this is why people died for the faith in the beginning. You know, the apostles, like, why did they do what they did? It wasn't just because they were trying to be the best Christians they could be. It was because they were announcing a message that Jesus is risen, right? Like, 
What drives mission is that announcement. Jesus Christ has conquered sin and death. And so the more we focus on that and keep ourselves grounded in this amazing news, then I think the more missionary we become and the, the more rightly ordered our following of Jesus is. Because we don't just follow Jesus to become the best version of ourselves or right. something like that. We follow Jesus because we are part of this great announcement. We belong to him who has risen from the dead, and we are announcing it to the world. And like that's who we are. We are announcers. We are little messengers of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So it's it's exciting. We become who we are at Easter. Yeah, and it, it, one of the challenges, or maybe the yeah challenge for people who are listening, is enter into the readings of Easter because they're beautiful. You know that you start at the tomb and you have the road to Emmaus, and then you, you really experience the resurrected Christ and sort of this tension that's happening in the apostles of oh wow our Savior died and now he rose and now he's here and Christ continues to pour into them and teach them. And yet it leads us really to this, the Great Commission, you know, where he ascends. And then it, there's all this tension building around what's the life of the church going to be like and how do we live for Christ? We can really, as people today, look through the lenses of what the disciples, the apostles were going through at Easter and post-Easter. And for me, entering into their story helps me in the everyday life. Absolutely. And I think it grounds us in something we might forget, which is Jesus actually lived and died and rose again. And a lot of times, I don't know, we, we, we treat Jesus or Christianity as maybe a moral system to follow. Like, oh, if I live this way, that'll be awesome. Right. Or, you know, or even, even hoping for heaven. Like, here's how we get to heaven, right? Like, Christianity is a way to get to heaven, just like Buddhism might be, just like you know, even people who don't know Jesus might go to heaven. Well, you know, the Christian path, here's a path to heaven. But no, Christianity is an encounter with an event that Jesus Christ is alive. He died and he's alive. He lived 2,000 years ago and here he is. And so Easter, you know, for me, it's very moving because I remember my history is is the history of Jesus. Like he died, he rose again. That's my story too. Amen. Like because I'm with him, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's it. So I'm excited. It's Easter. We got a cool interview today, by the way. And uh, can, can we say the, the word together? Easter. Hallelujah. Oh, there you go. We You're haven't been able to say it for so long. A nerd. I am such a nerd. I mean, literally. I'm sure you've been waiting for so long. To <laughs> oh, do yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's <laughs> the Paul George Show. We'll be right back. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show, Paul George. Great to be with you. I'm really, really excited about our guest today, Kaiser Johnson, all the way from Marina Del Rey, California. Kaiser, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm great, man. You, uh, wow. Uh, so I, you know, looking at your book, uh, I want to get into all this, but, uh, 
Kaiser came out with a book. It's called Grit and Glory, Cross-Training Your Body and Soul. Uh, this is fascinating to me because, you know, I'm a former athlete and, you know, I'm into my faith. So, you know, I could I can go all day talking to you about this. But before we get into your book, Grit and Glory, which came out with our, um, through Our Sunday Visitor, give me some backstory, man. Like, how did you get to this point? Uh, how did you get involved in your faith? Uh, did you have a conversion or reconversion? Did you grow up? Uh, in the faith, like, like, give us some backstory here. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do a Cliff Notes version because <laughs> it could be really long otherwise. Yeah. But absolutely. The, yeah, basically, um, I, I didn't really grow up Catholic at all. I mean, I was, um, you know, I, I was, I was baptized as, as a kid, but then we, you know, stopped going to church altogether when I was about eight years old. And, um, then, uh, you know, in, in high school, um, uh, my sisters started, um, asking my family to start going back to church um, through some uh, people that she had met and talked to. Uh, and then it was in college that I finally, um, through encountering uh, some great folks through a, a Newman Center um, at the University of Minnesota Duluth, um, uh, Leah Jacobson was the, the head of the Newman Center there, and she really... Um, helped me to see, you know, I met her and, and talked with her, and, you know, I was nominally Catholic, and um, so she she really introduced me to um, what the faith really was, and uh, and it was so exciting and, and so inspiring to see people who lived as though there were objective truths in the world, and who really believed that there, there were, because, um, you know, it was a time when I was really um, looking for answers to, to big questions, and um, and and everywhere that I had a big question, um, the Catholic Church had a had a had a big answer that was uh, that made sense made sense with all the rest of their answers, and also was really inspiring and beautiful. And so. Um, that's where I started uh, coming back to the faith, and, and that was a you know process of uh, a few years um, you know during college, and uh, and it is you know it's obviously it's still a process now. I mean that's that's um, a process. I guess we you know most of us don't don't finish before uh, before the you know the end of our lives on on this side of heaven. So, um, but it's, it's a it's a it's an amazing um, daily journey to be a part of. You know, and it's what a what a great grace to to get to experience that. So, um, amen to that. That's, kinda, that, that's yeah. awesome, man. I'm talking to Kaiser Johnson. You can find him at Kaiser Johnson on Twitter and Instagram. Get his information. That's K A I S E R Johnson. Twitter and Instagram. Anyway, you come up with this book, Grit and Glory, Cross Training Your Body mm -hmm. and Soul. Before you tell me a little bit about the book, like, were you an athlete? Were you always working out? Was this like, you know, like, when did you begin to mesh this together before you got to the idea of the book? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been working out since I was about uh, 15, and I did martial arts um, growing up and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I really, uh, I don't, I, I, there, was, there was a period, you know, um, a few years ago where I really didn't, didn't have any sort of a, a strong physical life where I, I, you know, stopped all sort of, you know, training and stuff like that for, oh, about a, a year and had really uh, fallen off the wagon, so to speak. And, um, and then uh, I found something to train for in, in doing a, a Spartan race. And, um, 
really got hooked after that, and and so uh, started getting into obstacle racing, and and so now that's that's the primary kind of uh, stuff that I train for, and the and the kind of competing that I do is is in obstacle racing, um, and it really brought um, discipline and dedication uh, back into my life in a way that I, I found was also affecting my spiritual life and uh, and stuff like that. And, and you know, I had a, a, a friend, uh, my friend uh, Kate O'Hare, ask me about that and say, hey, I'm interested to see, you know, what your take is on, on sort of the connection between these things. And I gave it a hard look at, at that time. And, uh, and suddenly I was like, you know what, actually... Um, having a, a strong spiritual life is something that is is um, compelling me to to live that out more fully in in every aspect of my life and vice versa. Having a, a you know wanting to show dedication and um, train for something and that kind of thing is is affecting the way that I live my my spiritual life. And so realizing that actually there's there's a really profound connection there and that. It's something that I think we're all called to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole idea of really being a whole person, body, soul, and mind, right. you know, and connecting the spiritual life with the physical and the mental, you know, to study, uh, to read, to, to grow in the spiritual life through prayer, but also just training our bodies and working out and feeling good. I know a lot of times in my own life when, when I'm starting to feel kind of down and, and stuff, when I begin to you know, get more energy and kind of pop out of that is when I kind of commit to exercising and working out. And so talking to Kayser Johnson, came out with a book with Our Sunday Visitor, Grit and Glory, Cross-Training Your Body and Soul. You can get it on Amazon, OSV, uh, Our Sunday Visitor. You can find him on Twitter at Kayser Johnson and Instagram. Anyway, all right, so so the book, like, convince me that I need to read this book. Uh <laughs> You know, like, why do I need to cross-train my body and soul? Like, why is this important? And and really, what's the heart of the book that you're trying to get get at for people? Yeah, I think the the heart of the book comes down to you know just what actually what you were just just saying there is that to be a whole person, um, we can't just focus on the soul to the detriment of the body or the body to the detriment of the soul. Gotcha. Um, and it's way too easy to do that. You know, I, I mean, um, I, I, I know that, you know, I've talked to in, in the process of this and over the last you know few years, um, I've had, uh, secular friends who, you know, like I train with and, and that kind of thing who are sort of baffled and mystified by, um, the way that I live my my moral and spiritual life, and mm-hmm. they go, yeah, how do you how do you do this? Where you know where does that motivation come from mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And uh, and and then on the other side, you know, I had Catholic friends and stuff like that go, oh, I could never do you know uh, an obstacle race, or I could never you know uh, commit to working out every day. That's crazy, you know what a um, what a crazy thing. And I go, gosh, I I don't understand how. They're separate. We're missing yeah. this. Yeah, they're, they're not separate. I mean, we're, we're not, I mean, even to, to truly understand what human beings are, we're not body and soul. Mm-hmm. We are embodied souls. You know, we're, we're, that's, that's not meant to ever be separated. That's, right. that's meant to be um, something that is a, a perfect unity, you know. And so 
um, it's only through the fall that we experience a disunity in, in body and soul. So um, it's that I think is 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 the it live, living an integrated and a whole life um, where you live as as a whole person and, and not artificially separating that for yourself. Um, I think is is one of the most uh, life changing things that you can you can experience. And um, so I think having a, a, a daily practice that feeds the whole person is, uh, is, is important. And that's basically what, what, you know, my book walks you through is um, what you can learn from the physical life and what you can learn from the spiritual life um, that can lead you into being a more whole person and then how to go about uh, living that on a, on a daily basis. Amen. Talking to Kaiser Johnson at Kaiser Johnson. Twitter and Instagram, uh, his new book, uh, Grit and Glory. Uh, dude, this is great. You know, I, I were talking in the first segment um, of the show about Easter, and Easter is really the beginning of a new life. It's new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we've come through Lent, you know, uh, and, and through the resurrection, like, we begin again, right? And the spiritual journey is certainly up and down, and, and we're not perfect, and um, but Easter is this sign of hope for new life. And, you know, I'm thinking about your book and I'm thinking, you know, there's so many people who at the beginning of the year say, you know what, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to, I'm going to start praying right. and I'm going to begin all these new habits. And for me, it's like Easter is sort of the new year spiritually. And for those who are listening, who, who are like, you know, I need some motivation. I need to really get back to this, uh, a, a new life and, and get healthy and, and pray. You connect those two in grit and glory. Some of the things that you cover in the book, okay, scriptural references to Christ, transforming power to move mountains, school, explanation of suffering and dying to self, hello, uh, the power of habits, accountability, praying and working out with others, uh, workout plans, you even get into that, and insight into nutrition. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, a workout novena challenge, which is great, and ninety days to change your life. So, you really cover a lot. So, if it's piquing people's interest it, even a little, I think anyone can get something out of this this book. So, oh, for sure. I mean, I think that's you know that that's the idea with it is it's it's made to um, again it, it's it's not like a specifically goal-oriented, like, workout guide that people go, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, well, I, I'm not looking to, to go run a, an obstacle race, so, so why would I read this book? Right. And it's like, that's, that's not at all of what it is. This is, this is uh, it, again, it's, it's cross-training your body and soul. This is about something that we, we all have. <laughs> we can all, um, we can all uh, embrace more and, and live out more fully, and that's, uh, you know, fully integrated life as a whole person. And, uh, and yes, it gets very practical, and it gets into the nitty-gritty of both aspects of that, um, or, or every aspect of that, um, but it does it in a way that, that it's something that, whether you're an elite athlete or, and, or you are, uh, you know, in church every day, um, I think that it's it's got stuff to offer to again help fully integrate uh, a life and, and bring some perspective that you might not have thought before um, to to your physical and spiritual life. Yeah, exactly, and 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 it doesn't have to be you know it could you could start small. So if you're just thinking, hey, I just want to change my diet so I can be healthy, or yeah. I just want to start yeah. working out a little bit, or I want to connect the physical and the spiritual, and uh, it, you know so. So like you said, this is not, you pick up the book and you want to run a race. Like you're just connecting the basic spirituality and the physical all together, helping people have a, a deeper and better understanding of all this, which is great. 
And uh, so I want to encourage people. It's uh, uh, Grit and Glory uh, by Kaiser Johnson. Uh, it's with Our Sunday Visitor. What's the best way that they can get it? I know it's on Amazon, right? But it's also on Our Sunday Visitor website. Yeah, I mean, best thing to do uh, right now is is um, go to Our Sunday Visitor, that's uh, Bookstore.com, uh, uh, pick it up there. Yes, you can also get it on Amazon. You can get the uh, Kindle version there as well. Um, so yeah, get it there, check it out, and uh, and you know leave a review on Amazon too, because that would be uh, that's very helpful for books. <laughs> so awesome. That's great, man. Luke, yeah. thanks for taking the time. I know the time difference here in California. Uh, I want to encourage people. You can follow uh, Kaiser at uh, Kaiser Johnson. And uh, Kaiser, I mean, uh, I keep getting it wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, so anyway, great interview, man. And I can't wait to read the rest of this book. It's phenomenal. So appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yours. All right, man. Have a good one. God bless you. All right, you too. Thanks, you too. Kaiser, you're still there? Yes, I am. Hey, man, thanks so much. And so are you speaking at... The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet... Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show, Paul George. Adam Conk. You've been quietly taking notes over there. Well, I'll tell you why I've been quiet. Why? Because <laughs> an awesome guest, first of all, <laughs> Kaiser Johnson. Well, for, right. Yeah, but but when I talk, when I hear about people like this, when they're talking, yeah. I just feel fat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I'm looking at the cover of the book, right? Yeah. And very I, intimidating. I got to be honest. I am a little bit jealous of his biceps. Oh boy, I'm not gonna say that aloud. Right, and no, it's not a revealing cover. It's like that. him doing like a pull up or whatever. Yeah. But but his his muscles are popping out of his arm, and I'm thinking, yeah, he's a dude. That's nice. So it's a great guess, great guess. Yeah, and look, you're not going to convince me otherwise that that there's no connection between you know body and soul and mind. Like like that's who we are as humans. I love the fact that he's taken the route to really help people connect those things. You Heck know, yeah. so you don't have to run races, and you know, be an Olympian, but to be conscious of of your your spiritual life and, and your health and, and just taking care of your body and your soul. Like it's all important. So anyway, right. uh, I thought it was great. Uh, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of a different interview than, than what we've had it's awesome. before. So I, I thought it. a little change of pace, a little boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you're saying? <laughs> you're, you're Easter happy, dude. You're I am just, Easter happy. Giddy. I'd love to crack an egg on your head right now. <laughs> it just would be fun. All right. So anyway, I know you were writing over there for six pack of questions. Let's do it. Question. Question number one. Bring it. Paul, at the beginning of the interview, you said that you were a former athlete. So my first question. Is that with an F? Athlete. Athlete. So my question is, is that how you see yourself? Athlete. Former? Athlete's feet. Athlete. Dude, I am definitely former. You don't see yourself as an athlete? No. No. Tell me about this. Well, once you get to a certain age. Look, I think, well, here's here's the moment where, you know, I think people who, 
you know, get to my age and still call themselves an athlete. I don't know, unless you actually are like people often live in the past, you know, their high school or college glory days. Like I was an athlete, like, but I'm not so much anymore. I mean, I could do stuff and I could play pickup basketball or, or jog, but I mean, it's, I guess what I'm saying is not how I define myself either. But you, you said you're a former athlete. I just think that's interesting. Well, I was really into the athletics at some point. Like, yeah, yeah like working out ball, every day that, and doing yeah. all that stuff. So I, I get the context of the conversation of what he's talking about. Interesting. All right. So, but farmer, yes. Ooh. Yes. It just hurts to hear it. I can't do hardly anything anymore. <laughs> Question number two. Uh, he mentioned growing up kind of being into martial arts. Mm. Were you ever into martial arts? And if you had to pick one to go into, karate. Which would it be? Daniel son. Well, I grew up with the Karate Kid. I mean, who wouldn't want to do karate? Mm-hmm. Right? It's this movie, Karate Kid. It was way before your day. But it was fascinating. Anyway, I've all, I, yeah, I always wanted to learn how to, you know, flip somebody, kick somebody. But did you ever take, like, classes or? No. 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 Mm-mm. Would you? Like, if you had the opportunity? I have friends who do jiu-jitsu. They do what? Like adults. Like a jiu-jitsu. Mm. Like it's a type of martial arts, you know, type thing. I... Anyway, they flip people and do it. It's like instead of working out, that's this is what they do. Man, but I rather I rather just work out. Gotcha. I don't want to wrestle with other men. <laughs> I really don't. So I pick up weights. Yeah, good answer. Question number three. So you talked about getting out of. And if tri- that's what you do, do it. Like I'm not saying like it's not something I want to do. <laughs> right. Right. Question number three. Underrated. Um, overrated. <laughs> I think underrated. Underrated, overrated. You know, you, martial arts. Do you want a martial underrated. art or not? I don't know. It's I think whatever. I don't know. I'm not. In, I'm not into a martial art, but I think it's underrated. I think if more people were, especially young men, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it it builds yeah. a lot of discipline and virtue. Yeah, it's better than it's Nintendo. Just, Question number three. Um, so you mentioned getting out of training for about a year. That's the way he put it, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking. There's all the all kind of training we do for things like training for a marathon training for whatever. Is there such a thing as spiritual training for stuff? Like if we know something's coming up in our life to be spiritually fit and yeah. ready for it, is that is that such a thing? It's called Lent. Mm. I mean, I think Lent is 40 days of spiritual training. Like I think you enter into Lent, you say, I'm picking a virtue, I'm picking a habit, I'm picking a thing to be better at, to get rid of. I'm working out, spiritually working out for 40 days so that in Easter, that habit, that thing, that virtue is either gone or it's built into my life. Right, the mm-hmm. discipline, uh, and so, so much of the spiritual life. I think people think, oh, it's supposed to be easy, or it's supposed to be emotional, or I'm supposed to feel something. A lot of it's just a choice. A lot of it is is difficult. A lot of it uh, takes work. And if we want to work on our spiritual life, sometimes we just have to make a choice to do it. Boom. Build in those habits. Yeah. Question number four. Now I say this with the caveat of like I agree with everything that was said today. Beautiful. Unity of heart. And you're thinking, I didn't take a year off. I took 20 <laughs> years off. Yeah. I didn't even start. <laughs> um, I've never begun. <laughs> but uh, Walking from the kitchen <laughs> to the couch by Adam Kong. <laughs> that would be a cool book. That would be. From the short, kitchen to the couch. Shorter. And back again. <laughs> It'd be like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I agree. Heart, soul, mind, body, it's all unified. Taking care of your soul and your body is one lovely. But, but here's my question. Bring it. How do you explain Tubby Saints? Because we've had him. 
We've had lots of them. We've had fat popes. <laughs> right. So how does that make sense? Uh, <laughs> they've lived in Easter a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they just ate their they ate all <laughs> the chocolate eggs. <laughs> Cuz like I I, I honestly uh, well, believe I I would just I would have to say like okay, so if you had to pick if you had to pick one to choose to work on first, you'd choose the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. You'd choose to grow spiritually. What he's saying is that they're connected like as you know uh, your body and your soul. I, I mean, I think certain people, you know, like we all have bad habits or things that we, you know, we struggle with. Some people, maybe it's 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 their weight or their discipline to work out or eat healthy. You know, like no judgment there. Like I think mm-hmm. probably those, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I remember being with um, Cardinal Dolan and uh, he was saying a mass and he's kind of chubby. Mm-hmm. He's a big man though. He's like big, he's tall. Yeah, he's tall. But he's, mm-hmm. And he kind of just made fun of his weight. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I know I need to walk more, but I know I like donuts. <laughs> you know, like, like, like he's on the journey. Like he's not ignoring the fact, but you know, obviously he pays more attention to his spiritual life, which I would, yeah, I would choose first. So I mean, you know, we've had we've had saints and popes have smoked. You know, like to me, that's like a weird thing too. But maybe that's your next book, Tubby Saints, the smoking popes, smoking popes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. All right, uh, question number five, related to physical training and all these things. What's the farthest distance you've ever ran that you can actually measure? I don't run far. Yeah, like I'm not a marathoner. Like I would rather. So like 50 feet, two miles. What's the furthest you've? Yeah, like like five miles. You've run, you've ran five miles before? Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I'm training, I'm doing short, shorter distance. I, I'm not a long you know, I'm I'm too big to run. Well, to me, five miles is long, right? But to I'm me, not. That's an eternity. But like on a normal, like I'm a mile or, mm-hmm. or two type of person. But that's, that's long for me. But people who run marathons and stuff, I think they're crazy. I think it's awesome. But like my body can't handle that. Yeah. All right. Question number six. Wait, what? We're yeah. already there. Yeah. The whole this six is pack. Easter, bud. All right. We're we're flying. We're flying. This is the resurrected Easter glory. six pack of questions. Question number six. Um, Fat popes. So let's this say, is going to go down in history right now. <laughs> let's let's say we uh, we listen to the interview today and we're we're inspired. We're like, okay, I'm actually not connected to my body, or I am very connected to my body, but not to my soul. Because right. there's that too. There is that. There are people who are very look. There are people who are very vain and egotistical, and they work out all the time, and it's their identity. Their mm-hmm. identity is their body. It becomes their their sort of worship and their temple, yeah. and they have no connection spiritually. So you can find either, and you can have someone who prays all the time and is super unhealthy and has horrible habits, and you think, well, they're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a disconnect. So, you know, like, we're all trying. Yeah. You know, we're all trying, but there is a connect connection so, there. So let's say we're disconnected in one of those ways. Top do and don't to... To start a better habit of life. So if if you're you know super healthy and and you have no spiritual life, like the top do is just to start somewhere. Like start small. Maybe you just start going back to church. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just start reading the Bible. Maybe you just start praying. Maybe you just start having a conversation with a friend who's into their faith and asking questions. So just start right, but start somewhere and then build from there and move forward. If you're on the other end, you're like, I never work out. I never eat healthy. I never do anything, but I pray. Just start. Maybe just start by changing your diet. Maybe just start by saying, yeah, I'm just going to start walking three days a week. You know, I don't know. And, and 
but just start somewhere and start small and build from there. And maybe that's all you ever do is you, you just walk and you just take care of yourself that way. Like you don't have to become a workout machine, but you begin to have an understanding that the two are connected. Right. And, and so that's what, that's the top do is just start the top don't is don't not do anything. Right. I think a lot of times we hear good things and, and we want them to soak in and we do nothing. So just, just start. Sweet. Just, just take a step. Well, I, you know, I just finished Lent where I put my body through hell. It looks like I got to start training. Been the hell or back. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Great show. Yeah. Thanks so much. And, uh, dude, we, we have uh, a friend intern I want to introduce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trey's with us. Hey, Trey. Hey, how's it going, guys? So Trey's helping us out on the show. He's an intern. He's learning how to do all this thing, push all the buttons, like stuff that I don't even know how to do. And, you know, all these young college kids, man, they, they grow up knowing this stuff. So, Trey, thanks for your help today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you all for letting me come on. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, it's Paul George Show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Paul George II. Uh, you can get the show uh, Paul George LA, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes. Uh, I got a book coming out, Rethink Happiness. You can search that, Amazon, Ave Maria Press, Barnes & Noble. Anyway, it's coming out soon, like soon, soon. So anyway, thanks for listening to the show. Please share it and pray for us. All Joe Show. Be back next week. Bye-bye.